Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week is a bit of a self-talk emergency <laughs> because I was at a trial last weekend and um, someone I know well was just talking such terribleness about herself and out loud and and just like couldn't really even find a happy place, you know, all weekend. And it really had to do with what was going on in her brain space. And so I was like, God, I feel like I talk about this. Um, but apparently we need to talk about it more. And then I looked back in the podcast and actually it's been a minute since we talked about it. And I realized I had already recorded like the perfect lesson for everybody here. And so I am stealing a lesson from the membership. Um, it was the week four lesson from August this year, and it is about cleaning up your self-talk. So in this podcast, you get um, the, the, a self-talk emergency. <laughs> Hopefully that will help you. But then also you get a little bit of a peek inside to what we do in the membership and how we go deep. Um, this was just one lesson of one month, one week kind of a thing. And so we're always going deep on something great. So listen uh, to the lesson. I hope that it helps you in your self-talk. Um, you know, I can help you too, but you have to do the work, right? You have to kind of switch those thoughts around. So again, um, upcoming is a lesson from the Q membership. Enjoy the little bonus. Um, but really, I hope it helps you with your self-talk. All right, everyone, let's take on one of my favorite topics, or at least one that I think is super impactful, and that is how we talk to ourselves, okay? So, I mean, we know this. We know that we are harder on ourselves than we are anyone else. We know that we say things to ourselves about ourselves that we would never say to a best friend. And in most cases, we might not even say it out loud to an enemy, right? We might think it, but we don't say it, okay? But yet we, gosh, we call ourselves dumb if we drop something on the floor or make a mistake or um, we tell ourselves that we're worthless or we don't deserve this or we don't deserve that or um, that we just, we, we don't forgive ourselves, right? We forgive other people for simple things or even big things. And we don't forgive ourselves even for the smallest of mistakes. So we really have to fix it. We, it's so important because um, what we say to ourselves, you know, the thoughts that we have over and over become the things that we believe about ourselves. And when we really believe things to be true, they become limiting in that we start to change our behavior based on our beliefs. Okay. So the easy example I always give is math. <laughs> okay. I am not the best at math. Um, that is actually fact um, and probably could be studied by someone smart that like my brain is not wired for math. It is wired for other things. I'm really good at other things. I'm really not great at math. But the thing is, is what I start to do is I avoid math. 
right? I avoid putting myself in situations um, where I would have to calculate things or do things in my head or, or what have you, right? And so you start to, based on beliefs, thoughts that you keep having that become beliefs, they become limiting beliefs when you start to change your behavior. You develop workarounds or you avoid things or you tell yourself before you walk in the ring that you are not good at that or you're not going to get that, that obstacle, that exercise. You're not going to do that exercise correctly because you never do. Your dog hates dark corners. Um, you know, your dog hates, you know, yellow cones or, you know, whatever. You, those become limiting and they limit your ability to perform. And that's really what I mean by limiting beliefs, right? A, you know, you can have a belief, but it doesn't, might not get in your way. But then if you have a, a limiting belief, it is something that is really getting in the way of your performance. And when it comes to self-talk, negative self-talk really can erode your confidence. And if you walk into the ring not confident or not confident about a specific part of it. Maybe you are worried about the figure eight or you're worried about a certain jump or something. Um, Whatever it is, then if that's, if you think you're going to screw up, you're pretty much improving your chances that you will in fact screw up. So our self-talk is insanely powerful, insanely powerful. And you know, it's one of those things that is both super easy and super hard to fix, right? It's super easy. The fix is easy. Um, Think positive thoughts, you know, say good things to yourself. Um, You know, when you catch yourself saying the negative thing, switch it around and look for the positive, right? Those are all true. I mean, I'm not even being trite with those things. Those are all true. Those are the fixes for this. Um, but it's really difficult to execute on that because, again, we are wired for negativity. We are wired to find the negative, to keep us safe, to look for trouble, uh, to, you know, just keep us alive. If we find the negative things, then everything else is great, right? And so it's easier to believe the negative things about ourselves than it is to believe the positive. And part of that becomes a little bit self-fulfilling because we're having way more negative thoughts in a day than we are positive ones. If we could flip that, if we could even make it like 5149 in favor of the positive, we would see a much different result in our lives. Okay. You know, people who are almost blindly optimistic are probably having more success because they just believe, you know, they're probably in that 5149, you know, they're, they're having 51 positive thoughts. Um, and we have to really, really become aware of what is running through our heads and, and not just watch it go by, which is the first step, like that's the first step to awareness, but then change it really be willing to interrupt it and change it and realize that if we are diligent about it, if we are thoughtful about it, if we stay on it, we will impact, gosh, beyond our dog life, we will impact probably every area of our lives just being more positive. And truthfully, there probably are areas of your life where you are really naturally positive. You do have maybe great experiences, a lot of confidence, maybe you're really confident at work, and then you go to, you know, obedience practice and you're like, oh, I suck at this. 
you know, maybe you just, you know, closed a big deal at work and all of a sudden you're terrible at, you know, doing a figure, making a a shape of a figure eight on the ground. Like it's not even logical. Okay. Um, but it's stuff that we believe. Okay. And so we probably have pockets of our lives where you're like, I'm a really good cook or I'm a really good baker or I'm really good, you know, at my job or I'm really good over here. And then we walk into the dog ring and suddenly we can't remember the course. Okay. And, um, there's a lot of factors involved in that. So I don't want to oversimplify it, but it has, it be, it starts in our little busy brains and all the things that we tell ourselves and all the things we then believe to be true. So of course, the first thing is, I'm always going to say growth mindset, uh, because a growth mindset says that there really aren't any negatives, anything that's happening in your life you know, it's not negative, it's, it's input, it's feedback. And if you truly have a growth mindset, then whatever just happened is just information. And it is just something for you to do something about it. And if you apply yourself, you can make something change. And that includes applying yourself to your self-talk um, of your growth mindset, right? A little circular there, but true. Um, the next thing And this is something I think that, you know, really elite handlers and uh, just really elite athletes have, and that is they have a really short memory for mistakes, right? In self-talk, you know, a lot of the self-talk that we are developing, right? Because it's a skill that we're building, right? That negative self-talk is is a skill that we've invested some time in. Um, It's negative thoughts that we keep thinking or it's negative things that happen, maybe mistakes that we make that we keep replaying over and over again. And whereas an elite handler has a short memory for those mistakes, they, they do them, they get out of it what they need to, and they let it go. And they don't like that. This goes along with the growth mindset. They don't see themselves as bad. They see the thing that happened as being a moment or a mistake, right? Meaning if you have a fixed mindset, that would be me saying I'm bad at math. That is a fixed mindset. I am saying I am, right? Um, Or I'll never be able to do that or I can't do that. Those are all like very fixed statements. And instead, again, if I wanted to improve my relationship to math, I would say things like, you know, I can work on math or I could develop math skills. Or I could even say I could develop math skills if I wanted to. And the truth about it is I don't want to. And that's okay, okay? But the point is, is it's a very fixed mindset to just accept that you can't, that you are, that you um, suck at, that you are dumb, that you, you know, those all I am statements um, tend to be very fixed. And the people who have that kind of, what I'm saying is a short memory for mistakes are people that they don't say, they don't make a mistake and say, I suck, They make a mistake and be like, well, that was a mistake. Now I know what to do next time. Same mistake, same circumstance, same thing, but what they do with it and what they believe about it is different. And that makes all the difference when it comes to our self-talk. They also are what I always call playing the long game or have a long-term perspective. And that means that whatever they do today isn't just for today, it's for the future. They are making changes. They are doing things that are for their future selves and for the benefit of the future. 
think of it as like an investment, right? Whatever happens today is an investment in the future. So they're trying to make positive investments. And that really goes back into how they're talking to themselves and how they're choosing to evaluate or think about something that happened, okay? They're not necessarily bypassing it, right? They're not necessarily glossing over it or putting a best face forward or or reshaping it. They just have a different perspective on what it means. Um, that doesn't define them. It doesn't mean the end of the world. It just is a moment in time, okay? And it's a moment that they are using to build their skills, invest in their confidence, invest in the future, invest in that long-term perspective um, because they're, quote, playing the long game. They're doing it not just for today, but for the coming year, for the next dog, maybe the dog after that. They just want to be better handlers, okay? Um, They see mistakes as fuel. We've talked about this a little bit in a couple different ways, Um, and they're using it to learn. Mistakes are learning opportunities. You know, in a weird way, you don't learn a lot from positive, from doing it right. You learn from mistakes and doing it wrong. And that's another reason that we tend to focus on mistakes because we're trying to get the lessons, we're trying to get the learning, we're trying to be better. Um, But again, they're not they're not overthinking it, right? They're not assigning more value to a moment than it deserves. And I think that's a really great way to think about it. They're also staying in the present moment, okay? It's the only moment we can do anything about is this moment right now, okay? You can use your imagination or waste your imagination on worrying if you so choose on the future or catastrophizing on what could go wrong, or you could replay and wallow in the past and what went wrong there. But again, the only thing you can do anything about is right now. So they're taking a mistake from the past, they being the kind of elite handlers or the people who have a really strong mindset, they're taking that, they're they kind of mining what just happened for the nuggets, what's useful. They're letting the rest go and they're using, they're staying in the present moment, which is the moment where their the performance happens and where they can do something about it. Okay. So that's super, super important. And again, easy to say, hard to do. All right. Being in the present, being fully in this moment right here, right now, even you listening to the sound of my voice, not multitasking, really hearing me, really taking this all in is, um, is where it's at, you know, if you will. All right. And then finally, what's happening, you know, um, what's true, what's real, you know? And I think that, again, it's about what is the circumstance and what is the meaning you're assigning to it? And what is your self-talk doing in terms of adding an opinion? Think of it that way. Think of it, your self-talk is like a color commentator, okay? The event happens, could be a mistake, could be something bad, something good, whatever. An event happens And then your self-talk is this color commentator who is adding meaning to it, right? Who is the, you know, think of a sports color commentator calling it, right? And adding meaning to it. So the thing that you need to ask yourself is, well, is that true? Like factual, like would, would someone from the outside, like come to the same conclusion, you know? So your mind is a color commentator. Your self-talk is always commentating, sort of narrating your life. So what do we do with all this? Okay. The first step, the really the only step is to observe, okay? 
catch yourself, listen to yourself, hear yourself talking about yourself, hear the words that you're saying, the emotion you're bringing to things, the judgment that you're bringing to things and ask yourself if it's really true. Is that really true what you're thinking? And can you turn it around? The second step is turning it around, of course, and getting better, but just observing it, just the the nature of observing your thoughts, listening to yourself will make you more aware and will start to change how you talk to yourself. So if I have to leave you with something, it's that you cannot underestimate how important your self-talk is. And the first step, the biggest step, is just listening to yourself, talk about yourself, and um, figure out, is there a filter you can put that through? You know, uh, would I say that to someone else? You know, ask yourself, would I say that to someone else? Is this really true? Um, Who's talking right now? Because that's not true. Um, And realize that if someone else said that to you, you would probably smack them, (laughs) right? And so just become aware. And I promise you the act of becoming aware is going to change or at least make you catch yourself and hopefully not say those things. And by asking yourself, is this really true? Or, you know, you know, if you drop something in the kitchen and you say, well, that was dumb. Well, is that really true? Did you, I mean, it, no, it's just a mistake, like big deal. Like, so we have to start there. That's, that's the place to start. And just by becoming aware and becoming committed to change it, you will start to make different choices and hopefully start to talk to yourself in a more positive light, a more supportive light, a more encouraging light. Ask yourself, what would I say to someone else? You know, insert best friend name here. What would I say to someone else who was in this situation who just made this mistake? What would, or what would my instructor say to me? What would my best friend say to me? Like kind of If you can't imagine your own thoughts, imagine someone else talking to you and what they would say about it. Now, pick a positive person. (laughs) Don't pick a negative person and what they would say because it's probably already what you sound like. Pick a positive person. Pick pick me. What would I say to you? Um, What would I say about the situation? Uh, What would your best friend say to you? And do that and really start to work on your self-talk because we're not going to... We're certainly not going to increase our confidence. We're not going to improve our handling. We're not going to um, improve our experiences in the ring if we keep being negative. Okay. We just can't. We can't do positive things from a negative mindset. And so your self-talk is going to be really key to turning your mindset around and making your mindset work for you instead of work against you. And there you have it. I hope that you got a lot out of that lesson. I hope you enjoyed the little bit of a sneak peek inside the membership. But most of all, I hope that this will help you be kinder and gentler to yourself in the quest of becoming a better handler. And as always, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dog. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.